welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 17 of SNL with host Carrie Mulligan and musical guest Kid Cuddy. I'm Catherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by Steve Finn and UK-based filmmaker and actress Maria Webb. You can follow Maria on Instagram at underscore underscore Maria makes underscore underscore. And you can connect with us at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length ad-free sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible. We are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. We're here to ready to review first-time host Carrie Mulligan. Let's talk about our guest today first, Maria Webb. Welcome, Maria. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. Thank you. <laughs> we are I'm so excited, excited to have you here and just thrilled. I know you're, you're a big fan of the show and of both SNL and our show, actually. Um, and yes. yeah, so I know Maria through our quiet creator group, which is sort of just like a coaching group for young creatives and entrepreneurs. And she is a brilliant filmmaker based in the UK, like I said. Uh, but somewhere in there, Maria, you're going to have to enlighten us on what exact credibility you have to critique the institution of SNL. <laughs> Yeah. Not to um, gatekeeper. <laughs> I know. And I've, I've been thinking about this question because I know that you ask it of your guests <laughs> and, and um, I've, I've never watched Saturday night live as a show. So I've never watched it on TV. Um, you can't even watch the YouTube channel in New Zealand, which is where I grew up. Uh, so <laughs> you can't access the YouTube channel there. Right. And, um, but you can in the UK. So I watch it. The way I watch it is on YouTube. The way I came to know about it um, was just through really random sketches that I'd see here and there. Mm -hmm. And then I saw Bridesmaids. Oh. And then I realized that these um, actors and Bridesmaids started on Saturday Night Live mm -hmm. and and they were in some of my favorite sketches. So I loved Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph and loved the Beauty and the Beast sketches. And <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and so that's kind of, um, it started a little bit different for me. It, I, it, it was YouTube videos. It's right. I kind of feel bad saying it that no. way, but that's sort of how it started. In a way that requires more dedication. Because like, yeah. it, you know, in, in the in the US, it's like a, this like cultural thing that people will talk about on Monday morning. Right. But in the UK, from what I understand, you know, some people watch it but for the most part. Like you have to really want to watch it to know about SNL. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome for us. where <laughs> We have no choice. It's everywhere we turn. You know, you're making a conscious effort to tune in. And yeah, that's that's obviously a big fan right there who would do that. You're probably going to have a lot to say about performances, right? Because I think you you studied acting, right? And you have kind of an improv background as well. Yeah, it's definitely when I, if I watch anything, then I'm always, I'm very engaged with the performance side of it. And, it, and those are the things that stand out to me. Very good. Well, I think we have some pretty um, standout performances tonight that I'm sure you'll 
you'll give us some great insight into. So Great timing to have you. <laughs> without further ado, let's get into the show. A new IBS medicine only helps if you take it before you light up the turlet. Uh, Steve, did this one win? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's just so cringeworthy and uh, really, uh, really hard not to kind of empathize with, <laughs> uh, with our hero in this, in this sketch. You know, Who's uh, the hero, think- though? Is it Carrie or is it Keenan? <laughs> that's what makes it such a, a brilliant sketch because we could argue about who the real hero is uh, but yeah I mean I love having Carrie on the show because you know imagine pitching this sketch to like Donald Trump or Paris Hilton or other people they've had on the show that probably are too proud to be associated with something like that you know let alone play a character who has just sprayed a bathroom basically <laughs> so you know she agreed to that she went out and shot that sketch and was gung-ho enough to laugh at herself a little bit and not be too tied up with how she'd be perceived after the show and all that i just i just love that she kind of you know had a, a self-deprecating moment mm-hmm. yeah maria what'd you think um yeah the the first time i watched it i thought i'd missed the joke <laughs> like i thought there's no way that could i i actually thought they were going to go in the bathroom and something else would have happened Mm -hmm. in there and i think it i was just a bit yeah i i didn't i to be honest the first time i watched it i didn't like it i just thought just because i know some people with ibs and it's just horrible for them and i was mm-hmm. and i just couldn't laugh but then the second time i watched it and i saw AD bryant like reaction <laughs> when she opened the door and i was i was just like rewinding it and just watching her jump back i was like that was oh my gosh mm-hmm. and then and then again just um I was like, okay, t- take yourself out of that um, position where you're thinking of your friends and, you know, and what they've <laughs> been through. And watching it from the performative side was excellent. Like, Keenan was just so funny. And um, and Carrie Mulligan was really, you know, she just delivered all of her lines really well. And so from from that aspect, I thought it was done really well. If it makes you feel any better, obviously my mother can't speak for everyone with IBS, but she did really enjoy it, so she didn't oh, okay. take any offense. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of that just made me feel better. Actually, <laughs> I think sometimes you just gotta laugh about it, and a yeah. little bit of toilet turlet humor uh, <laughs> is is okay with me. Um, I I really really loved. It. I mean, eighty and Keenan, my God, I mean, just sold the yeah. hell out of it. I, when, yeah. <laughs> their reactions like you said were so amazing like i could just watch that on a loop and then what's what's great about this is it starts and you immediately can tell by the tone of heidi's voice like oh it's a drug commercial parody um and you and you and you know and she goes to the bathroom and you're like okay what like what's it gonna be is it gonna be she's gonna take this pill but it's gonna make it worse and and if you watch a lot of sketch especially you start to kind of know the likely things it's going to take, but this surprised me. So, you yeah. know, we, we go back and I see Keenan just walk across the background and I'm like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> and then it takes this turn that I did not expect. Um, and I was just howling. And when he said, uh, you lit up the turlet, 
uh, we, me and my friends all laughed so hard like we missed the next four lines. Yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. But it's so astute, right? Because like those commercials, they act like once you learn about the existence of <laughs> the medicine, then your problem's already fixed. <laughs> right. Like it's like, what's wrong? Oh, I just crap my pants. Well, did you know there's no crap your pants stuff? Oh my god, my problem's fixed. Like he's not the poop's still not in my pants anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just disappeared. My I'm writing this sketch. Now. <laughs> like you still gotta, you know, look to the future where you start taking that, you feel better. Right. <laughs> so the fact that the damage has been done mm-hmm. in right. the sketch. And yeah, she's got her her new medication, which is gonna be great going forward, but she's gonna have to live in the moment <laughs> with what she did for the time being. Mm-hmm. So the, Oh man. Yeah, this I mean, it's just stupid poop jokes but it's fantastic <laughs> poop jokes so i love them <laughs> all right well i think that was ultimately a big win took maria a couple times but that's all right uh let's keep going <laughs> a young boy calls his friend when things get heated with his study buddy um steve since you were once a teenage boy we'll let you speak to this first <laughs> I loved being a teenage boy so much. I went and got braces again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Second time braces owner. And it was great to see uh, some representation from 80 <laughs> who, uh, along with Kate, both played uh, scarily uh, accurate teenage boys, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, especially one that's maybe a little bit more sheltered, maybe into the, the book learning, not so much the, the footballing, you know, they they really captured the the high school nerd, mm-hmm. uh, but not in a way that makes fun of them. But like, it it definitely comes from a place who understands these people and like, uh, yeah, just just the whole navigating that other gender, like the the whole courting women at that age, you know, all that awkwardness and 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 everything that I remember anyway. From that point in my life, that was all there. <laughs> Maria, what did you like about this one? <laughs> um, this was my favorite sketch of the night. Um, I, Kate McKinnon and Aidy Bryant, when they're together, are my favorite duo on the show. I just think they play off each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the way Kate McKinnon moved as a like teenage boy was mm-hmm. amazing. It kind of brought back the um my Calvin <laughs> sketch uh, that the she Justin did. Bieber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my pee's um, in there. <laughs> <laughs> like just uh the way that she like was sitting that she sat down, slouched down into the couch. <laughs> it was just like it was so perfectly done. It was making me think of like the um the young boys from Stranger Things. It was mm-hmm. kind of bringing back that kind of era for me. But I also just loved as well how everything was working, right? You know w- where yeah. it usually wouldn't. I just the the line about the jellyfish, which by <laughs> the way is a great kind of pickup line. One species of jellyfish is immortal. Yeah, I need to know that more. That is awesome. <laughs> exactly. Which species? Have you seen it? This type of thing. Tell me more. <laughs> Thanks um, for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just really loved it. And but also just seeing the um the kind of friendship um between these two young boys and like had how they had their 
each other's backs and things like that and phoning up your friend. It was such a sweet kind of moment too. Like it felt like such a wholesome sketch. And then having Kate McKinnon play the young guy was just perfect. It was like the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about how much the sketch would work if it was not shot the way it was. Like if it wasn't a multi-camera live sketch and something more cinematic, then you wouldn't be able to get away with this much. Like the fact that Kate's leading away and she's only like a couple of feet away (laughs) from the, from Carrie, like none of us are saying, Hey, she'd clearly hear everything they're saying. (laughs) Nobody's saying that because like our, our, you know, in a live sketch, we kind of, we're much more forgiving. Like if if this was like filmed cinematically, we'd probably expect like him to like run into another room and shut a door. Then you waste all that time setting that up. So like, a live sketch where it feels like a pretend lad and you, and you like, you just, you, you have a much easier time suspending your disbelief. Mm-hmm. You can make it a, a sketch like this. So the little details in this were so perfectly captured. And that's like what Anna Dresden and Allison Gates wrote it. And it's what they do best. Like they just find every little weird thing about a situation and can, and can put it in there. Like I'm on a papazon for two is such a funny line. <laughs> <laughs> Like there was no reason they needed to describe that, but like they did and it was better for it. And then little, little things about like, there's two holes. We've got a firecracker on our hands. Like (laughs) um, they just like, they tapped into exactly how like teenage boys see things like that. And it's fantastic. This is a sketch made completely by women that somehow is so perfectly accurate. Um, And I, I I really, really love this. Kate and AD duo, I'll take it any day of the week. All right. Well, up next, uh, the iceberg that sank the Titanic is here to set the story straight. Oh, my God. Y'all, Titanic's my favorite movie. Um, it's been oh. my favorite movie since I was seven years old. I never yes. got over it. Um, yes. As soon as Colin did a Titanic setup, I was here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Maria, what did you like about it? Yeah, I mean, like, first first of all, I'm, like, resonating with everything you're saying right now. <laughs> all I saw in the title was the iceberg, and I was like, it's April. This is going to be <laughs> Titanic things. Like, I yep. just didn't need to know anymore. Um, it was everything mm-hmm. I hoped it would be and more. I couldn't have imagined a, a better performance. Um, everything from bringing up the water. <laughs> Just, you know, um, getting getting his ass knocked off and that being his best feature. Just like it was a complete, in, in my opinion, a completely faultless bit. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. The song at the end rounded it all off beautifully, um, explained the like diamante studded blazer <laughs> and because you're like why is he so glamorous like what right. what is this going to lead to <laughs> um it was it was just perfect mm-hmm. what like I, I didn't i didn't know i needed this extra information about titanic until i saw this right the the only thing this was missing was a mention of the faulty rivets on the ship uh which- <laughs> Yeah, was really to blame. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's in the Snyder Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was this was perfect. Bowen, I mean, 
wow. He just performed yeah. the heck out of it. I thought it was such a great idea. Um, the costume was amazing. Uh, you know, Bowen had a little bit of blue on his face going into the next sketch. Uh, but yeah, I love this. <laughs> For the iceberg to play the victim it just gives you so many places to go. And, and they somehow managed to hit all of them. Um, and then added in, he's a musician, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is so out of left field and so great. And of course the song's like bad, uh, yeah. <laughs> which just makes it all the better. I, I loved absolutely every single thing about this, including the very solid points that he was making. And, um, I will yeah. shift my rage to the water now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd go as far to say as the next time I watch Titanic, it will be different. Like, because you know, of the I think sketch. You're right. Like, I don't think I will ever be able to watch that iceberg. You know, like when, the, when they're on the ship yeah. and they're like, iceberg, iceberg straight ahead. ahead. I'm just going to see <laughs> Bo and Yang's yeah. face under the water. Like bobbing up in the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, that so naughty water. <laughs> I smell a fan edit coming. A cultural impact for the ages. Yeah. Steve, did you feel <laughs> as enthused as we did? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I was part of the uh, Titanic mania from 1997. And uh, yeah, none of us have been the same since. Mm -hmm. I just want this whole piece to be uh, an example of just taking a chance on the weirdest ideas you have. Like mm -hmm. when you feel like you have writer's block, maybe it's not that you have writer's block, but you're just not giving the weird stuff that comes to your mind a chance because I'm sure there's lots of people that say, Oh, what if I did a sketch that uh, was the personification of a iceberg, but not just any iceberg, the one that hit the Titanic. And maybe he's got like, right. you might think you're a crazy person just for thinking that, that, no, no, let's, let's go write a game show sketch. Uh, but yeah, like Bowen is comfortable enough with his weirdness and, his different way of thinking to actually entertain this thought and come up with so much material from such like a, a, a from left field idea. And like, you know, not only did we get all the perspective of uh, the, uh, the iceberg, but like all the randomness of him becoming a musician and, and singing a song at the end, like the, the, just the structure of this piece is so uh, it's, it's like a tornado. Mm -hmm. It's like a shipwreck. Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, <laughs> this was, I think, the best piece of brilliance of the night. Yeah, uh, yeah, a tornado is a good way to put it. And Bowen brought all of the energy to make that tornado work. Uh, yes, I, I don't, I don't actually have anything more to say about it. But I just yeah. loved it so much. Like I wish we could talk about it for another hour. <laughs> I think it's it's also another really classic example of like what you were saying, Steve that you know you can you can really write and do anything and if you're enjoying it as well while you're doing it then everybody else is going to mm -hmm. be in there with you and so you know not only did he write an amazing bit but he just performed it in such a great way that you were just like i want that album it doesn't exist <laughs> but i want that icebergs album yeah I hope 12 tracks no skips like, yeah music I buy that. <laughs> where can i find it <laughs> If you want to see our full sketch-by-sketch -sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. And that is the end of our rundown. 
So we have to get into our overall thoughts. Up first mm-hmm. is moment of the night. Maria, what is your moment? Uh, it's the iceberg, hands down. Him coming out like the reveal of the iceberg. Yeah, the yeah, the just that whole moment. It could, in fact, just be his line saying "the water," which is just <laughs> stuck with me. But yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with Keenan's line in the IBS commercial. You just lit up the toilet. You just lit the whole damn thing up. Oh man, I don't it's just the phrase "lit up the toilet" is funny, and then combined with saying it "turlet" is icing on the cake. So yeah. that's definitely my moment. Steve, you know, there's been so many moments. You know, uh, when it comes to you know moments that are good for picking at this part of the podcast. This this uh, episode is chock full of them, so it's a really hard uh, choice. I would say I'd have to give it to the grandmother picking up the flute, <laughs> uh, going immediately from uh, one reaction to another completely unrelated unre- action, like like that <laughs> was so unexpected. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great moment that was just created by editing and. Uh, uh, a strange juxtaposition of performance. It was yeah. a very, very surreal moment. And <laughs> yeah, it, it sticks with you. So I, I think that's what mm-hmm. constitutes a good moment. I think, yeah. I think that's a good one to go with. Fair enough. Up next is best sketch. I think I know what Maria's is, but go ahead and tell us. Well, I actually, when I was thinking, I didn't know that the iceberg counted as a sketch. So I will, obviously, the iceberg is um, 100% was my favorite part of the show, but I had my favorite sketch down as study buddy because I also just love those two um, teenage boys. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Both both were, uh, I think, some very strong points of the show. For me, the best sketch is there, there were three strong contenders in my book, which was the IBS commercial the iceberg and the lesbian period drama. Um, I'm, I'm torn. I still don't know which to choose. I think I'm tempted to go IBS because it was so funny and like, so shareable and I love it. But I think just because of my love of Titanic, I got to give it to iceberg. Iceberg is the edge there. Um, (laughs) It was God, it was so unexpected and so good. Uh, Yeah. So the iceberg, the Saints of Titanic sketch of the night for me. Steve, what's yours? Sounds like the iceberg's getting a lot of praise. <laughs> I've always felt weird about giving in a weekend update bit uh, sketch of the night. Uh, just because, you know, it's not fully a sketch. Like, there's not, not as many. Fully, but... Like, sure, it's a, it's a written piece. There's dialogue. But, like, you know, the set design doesn't have to do much. Uh, you know, there's not a, it's not a full sketch. You can't mm-hmm. judge it on as many parameters. So I never really felt it was fair to give it to those. Uh, although if if I were to break my own rule, I think the uh, iceberg bit is probably some of the best of the show. But traditional sketch-wise, I am going to give it to Study Buddy because that was the most fun. It was, uh, yeah, it was probably some of the best performance of the night. I loved seeing Kate do something so new. Uh, and 82, like we've seen them be goofy, but this is like a whole different tool set that they're going for with these characters. 
and mm-hmm. just the delivery, the choice of words, uh, just that kind of military, that jokey military kind of uh, <laughs> uh, behavior that young boys do. Like, yes, sir. Hello, sir. And, and all that fake uh, properness. You know, that's, yeah. Just just for being such a real sketch, I think this deserves it. Fair enough. Let's talk about our MVP. Maria, who is it? Uh, mine is Chris Red. Yeah, I, it was like he, he he didn't have major, major parts in anything, but the small bits he had just stood out for me so much. I just loved it. Yeah, definitely him. I agree. Chris Red uh, stole the scene in every single thing he was in and yeah. debuted a really good Obama impression. Yeah. Um, he brings such a great energy to everything. Um, and I, I, ju- I just love seeing him every time he's on screen. And I tonight... He he was in a decent bit of stuff, and I I felt just you know stole like I said stole the scene. Uh, yeah, Steve, who's yours? Timothy Chalamet for sure. <laughs> the <laughs> weight of this episode was carried on his shoulders. <laughs> but it, my honest choice would be Ad Bryant. I thought mm. she uh, she deserved it. You know, in the ten to one, she was amazing. In Study Buddies, she was amazing. Uh, she was all over this episode and everything that I saw her in that she was in, she was amazing. Yeah. Fair enough. She, she did definitely have some really strong roles uh, and carried a lot of sketches. Yeah. She did. Um, let's talk about the big one on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Maria, how would you rate this episode? I've rated this great. Right. It was, um, and and that is also based on just consistency, like on a scale of things. There wasn't anything that was noticeably worse or better apart from the iceberg. That was just like a you know <laughs> incredible. But um, but it was so much fun to watch. And I also feel like I've watched uh, quite a few of the sketches like two or three times now, and I can see myself going back and watching them. The hosiery little leg move is st- gonna stick with me. So there's some mm-hmm. like iconic bits there. Um, and I was, I'm so happy that I got to talk about this one as well. Cause I just felt <laughs> like so many of the sketches were like there for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I coming out of last night, I was thinking decent, uh, but on the rewatch, I was feeling much, much better about it. I think there were the first half of the show, especially was really, really strong. And I think ultimately we have. I mean, I, I had a hard time picking my best sketch. I thought there were three really standout breakout sketches here. And I think it's hard to argue when you feel that way for it to not be a great. Because um, I think um, all of those have, have the potential to, you know, really be a cultural moment where, you know, people tune in and they want to see these these uh, sketches. Uh, so I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, and the things that I didn't like as much still worked. So... Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to side on a great. Steve, what do you think? I'm also a line jumper from, uh, from earlier to now, because like I said earlier, you know, there was a, it was a very bipolar episode. We got some very weird stuff over here. We got some very normal stuff over here. So I was thinking, huh, you know, that must average out to uh, uh, a normal or a a decent, whatever we call it. Hey, normal doesn't necessarily mean bad, right? It just means right. it's more approachable. It's just a little bit, you know, uh, easier to swallow. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, 
I love the weird stuff and I didn't necessarily hate the normal stuff. Like, yeah, I played it safe and uh, was probably not the most inspired, but it was still serviceable. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing bad. There was some okay stuff and there was some really great stuff. So I think, I think we deserve, I think the show deserves a great this time around. Very good. So okay. that's three. Feeling, feeling good about this episode, a unanimous great going into a uh, a little bit of a hiatus. And um, yeah, Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm <laughs> honestly like so happy to be able to do this. Thank you so yeah. much. It was a lot of fun getting the uh, the perspective from across the pond. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. Interesting. And everybody told me you were in the UK or from the UK, which I guess isn't a lie, but you're uh, from New Zealand originally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was hearing your accent when we met and I was like, okay, that's not quite British. <laughs> I told no. her no one was going to pick up on the accent difference. So you made me a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think anybody over here knows the difference. Um, all right. Well, Maria, I know you have uh, a very cool project you've been working on. Um, called fake blood do you want to give us a quick little pitch on that what what what, what's your next steps what to look out for yeah just quickly about it it's a short documentary called fake blood like you said it's um about period positive positivity um so about coming off the pill and reconnecting with menstruation in a more positive way um we are filming at the moment so we've film sort of the first part we're getting a little more funding in now to film the second part but um it's it's mainly to start the conversation it started but we want to we want to carry it on we want to get it out there even further so you can find information about it on my instagram um and there are links and things on there if you if you want to read any more well well i know the shoot that y'all did do was very interesting um and very i'm so excited to see how it comes together visually within the film because i know uh your husband harry and he talked about it a lot leading up to it so i'm very excited to see this project pan out yeah and yeah uh so everybody everybody stay tuned on that uh as far as me what i have going on on the hiatus is a couple sketch shows so i have uh my first show i just got onto a team with boogie manja sketch collective which is i think might be at this point New York's only surviving collective of sketch teams. Um, but I'm on there. My team's called Wilburn. We have a show April 23rd. You can catch it on twitch.tv slash boogie manja. I think it starts at nine. And then the week after that on Wednesday is uh, a show with my team separate beds on twitch.tv slash lit comedy. And I have a sketch in there about Titanic. So it's on the brain. Everybody tune in. Sweet. <laughs> Steve, you got some schoolwork to do? Yeah, yeah, you know, nothing fun to throw out at, at all y'all because I'm working on myself right now. I'm taking, Man, I'm taking a me month. That's most important. Yeah, that's just how I do it right now. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna come out of this with the best Steve, <laughs> <laughs> or a Steve. Right. You know, you'll get something. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks to Steve Finn and Maria Webb. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in May when SNL returns for its finale run. But until then, this is 
has been episode number 134 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) 